Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Outstanding in a cocktail. Outstanding in a standing in a standing in a cocktail, 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 cocktail. I want to feel comfortable inside, Lance. Outstanding in a outstanding in a You have got to be able to pull up. Outstanding in a cocktail. Outstanding in a cocktail. Outstanding in a cocktail. Why I wanna feel I wanna feel I wanna feel comfortable inside, Lance. If you say something in a cadence. Frank's going to put it into a song. Yeah. No. It doesn't matter what it you is. Know Frank has never heard, I guarantee he's never heard songs in the South. Because that's his jam. Like, that's yeah. the kind of stuff he loves. Yes. Oh, no, it'll be that the open tomorrow. Stuff because Del he does. just heard it for the first time today. Oh, no. You hover above, rain, hell, below. <laughs> can't believe I stepped into that one. So here's what we've learned today. I taught John <laughs> a new country. The South. I t- Songs of the South made it, a comeback. Man, Songs of the South is one of the greats. <laughs> here's what happened today. And that was based on Brett Meyer's talk, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what happened. Songs of the South made a return. So far today in the first hour. Mm-hmm. Songs of the South made a return. Um, we contemplated <laughs> Davis Mills as a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just briefly. Wow. Uh, we, we, we had some brief Barbie discussions. Review. We had some brief discussions about Dana Brown and what yeah. he may or may not do. Well, we reviewed Barbie uh, from from a female's perspective, a young female. Uh, frankly, the target market's perspective, and in your perspective, what did you tell me that Rotten Tomatoes had on that? It had been ninety. Now it's eighty nine. Okay, I'm just telling you now. One thing I've noticed with Rotten Tomatoes, everything's just a super high score. I almost used to always agree with Rotten Tomatoes for the most part, and now I find myself. Watching stuff saying, wait, what? I saw, How did this get so hot? This isn't a good movie. Well, I saw two. I mean, there are people are saying it's it's a it's it's a woke movie. Okay. Barbie? Barbie is. Yes. Very. Why? Because it has a theme that <clears throat> Well, it's not all the, about it's it's a lot of women empowerment and men's way men run the world. The world the real world couldn't have been a crappier place, okay, in the Barbie movie. So what's well, not great right now? And I'm not a big it, fan. By the way, of, Will Ferrell is in there, and it's he's not funny at all. Not funny at all. Will Ferrell is well, I, funny. Will Ferrell is most, funny. I love Will Ferrell. I think Will Ferrell he was, was not funny at all in this I think movie. Will Ferrell is one of the most overrated comedians of our generation. I, I think there's way funnier. Uh, like people, well, he had, he's, had his, he's had some, gr- some uh, uh, outstanding moments, and then it's like, oh... I this think Will Ferrell is so like Anchorman was great. That was to me Anchorman the was best great. possible. It's the best possible um, yeah. casting that could have been, yes. but because it forces him to be, be a little bit restrained. When you just let him just do like you know, people remember him screaming meatloaf, meatloaf ma or whatever yeah, like yeah. that. That's all. But that's like all he does is just yell, "I want to do this and run." Right. Like, John C. Riley is sneaky funny well, because he understands more subtle comedy. The Brothers movie was good. Yeah, they were both in Step Brothers together. Yeah, and so was um, Ricky Bobby. But it's still like, 
He gets to say a voice like this. But that's okay. It's, it's, it's who he, he does. He was funny, Jackie though. Moon atrocity. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, we the were tropics, all looking forward to it. Yes. I mean, whatever but he has been great, great, great. And then when he's not, it's not good. Same thing with Adam Sandler. He's had some great stuff and just like, he just be talking like this. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, <laughs> oh, not right. that character When again. he's the middle linebacker, it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah, but when you're always the same guy, like here's this one's gonna really hurt me. The most overrated actor of the uh, 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 from the last like not overrated, but uh, I don't know how to say this. Robert De Niro right now is terrible to watch. Yeah, it's sad because Robert De Niro, Taxi Driver, uh, Heat, Godfather Two, Raging just Bull, Raging Bull, phenomenal, Goodfellas, yeah. Casino, phenomenal. phenomenal. And then at some point it's like, let me do. What was it called? Oh, Anal- analyze, analyze this. this one I love two. analyze this. I know this. you did. I love analyze. But then this. analyze this too, and then he was, and then it was like Fokker. The, it look, and uh, some of that stuff yeah, right. was funny. Some yeah. of that stuff was funny. I actually liked some of that. But then he just when Robert De Niro's just doing a bunch of, just a bunch of uh, of sequels. You know he's just cash. He's just checking. He's yep. just cashing checks. Yep. 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 Then, uh, then we got. Oh, uh, uh, Al Pacino, every character like that. <laughs> what you talking about? Is he Cajun? What is he doing? What's his character? Uh, the Cajun devil? N- well, that or the general. <gasps> oh, well, that yeah, he right. was good in that. <laughs> well, yeah. Charlie, you're a bunch of bad bums. The son of a woman? Yeah. yeah. I guess he was good in that. He was great as the godfather. And, so, and, and, and other stuff. He's good in heat, and, but yeah, he's yeah. just turned into a... Or where he was the bank robber. Did you yeah. see he had a kid not that long ago? He had another yeah. baby? he's like... The guy's 82. And just he had a, just baby. had a baby. What a disaster. Why? We he, never do that. That's terrible. See, we got to stop this thing. He's going to see like, that kid through kindergarten? Oh, it's What beautiful. more do you want? It's, and leave him a bunch of money. The kid's going to have a bunch of money. Maybe, because he's got a bunch of other kids. That's all right. No, they split it up evenly and amongst them. Make I'm good. sure that won't be a fight. <laughs> yeah right. No, that, Al Pacino does not make. And the you know the kid. Okay, what well, I want you. To, the older kids will probably say. Will the kid be talking by the time he dies? Ooh, that's a morbid thought. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Well, when you're eighty like, something, you don't have kids. That's it's, it's, I, thank he you. Just said exactly. That. I right. just said that. Mm-hmm. And this hater tried to fight against me with this. When you're eighty something, you don't have kids. Seventy something, you don't have. Cut kids. it off at like sixty something, fifty something, forty no. something. If you got thirty five, cut off. No more. Well, I'm just telling y'all what you should do. Right. I think 35 is aggressive. So. 35 is the cutoff so, age. Wait, wait, what? If Be- you want to have a great life. Well. <laughs> what? If you want to have a good life, yeah. cut it off. Yeah. I think that's dependent on how much money you make. You can it. be 40 and make a lot of money and have a great life if you have a kid. Okay, let me just say this. Go look at all Al Pacino's kids. What do you mean look just at Google, them? Just Google no, Al Pacino not, kids. I'll do no, that right it's now. It's not like a lemon party thing. No. Just Google Al Pacino's oh, kids. Just Google, Google it, Dell. What do they tell all me look- if he's spawning some good-looking kids? Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> I just got a shot. I'm not going to say who I'm talking about because that'd be insensitive, right? But I just got a a shot of one of them. I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. Well, exactly. and you got to give me some credit. He's bringing this. In you got to give me some credit. What? Give you some credit because you know there are a bunch of different Barbies, right? Yes. And you didn't make a comment. You should get credit there for that. Is, there was one or two Barbies that 
I never knew they had those Barbies. Oh, I, oh, you, I know what he's talking thing. about. I know what he's I, talking about. I, I can sense his tone. you got to give me some credit with my restraint I here. can read his context. Right. Can, there his was, context clues. There was, there was President Barbie, okay? There was you take issue writer with that? Barbie. There was Dr. Barbie. I didn't know there was a really big Barbie. Oh, I didn't know that. Really big? Is that on the Nowadays, box? Is be, it on the box? Really big not, Barbie? No. No, it, The box know. doesn't say really know, big Barbie. I thought you were talking about another Barbie. It's an inclusive Barbie. Okay? It is. There's inclusive. I, I thought you were going to reference a very distinct Barbie. No, Which, what? Wait, you've seen it. No, I, I saw the trailer, and I know who this actor is and their background. I'm surprised you went with big Barbie or whatever you said. <laughs> I thought you would have gone with the different Barbie. No, well, I, I don't know what you're. I don't know what. It, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to you off there. Okay. Well, there was all races, all well, I, uh, yeah, yeah, everything. There was every every. Uh, there were Asian Barbies. They're oh, all, I'm you sorry. Know, it's what, not yeah. just blonde-haired white Barbies, John. <sighs> yeah, no, no, no. We're no, sorry no. you didn't get no, your were, just no, your, no, no. Your I, white said, Barbies. I'm sorry you I didn't, didn't get forty Margot Robbies. Skinny white Barbies with plastic. Sorry, Barbies. John. We're sorry you didn't you get didn't that. You didn't get just fifteen that different versions of Margot Robbie Barbie. Sorry, John. There was one scene where Mar. <laughs> it was nah, this movie's woke. <laughs> it doesn't have just blonde Barbies with big racks. Like what? They ruined the Barbie. They ruined the movie. I just didn't know this Barbie existed. Okay. And what was her name again? I don't know. I'm going to just actually. They never said what her name was. I'm just going to tell you this, Dell. John is his filter is somehow on. If John's not saying it now, don't let him say it. Triple Bar, triple B Barbie. He knows this is problematic. What he's about to do or say. No, triple B Barbie. I'm going to call her from now on. Triple. And only John will know what I mean. <laughs> right. No, 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 It wasn't that. It wasn't that. Never mind. I'm huh. not, I'm well, not. No, no, no. They did talk to, about her. They did talk about her where her her breasts expanded. Yes. They talked about her. There was one with a TV in her back. She was like, I don't know who thought this up, but this sucks. I mean, there, there were all those Barbies were in there. But there, you were surprised by one of them. Well, not the triple Bs. I was surprised at the triple XL that, that was in there. <laughs> no, that's what I meant. Not, Triple oh. B Barbie is what I said it to you in your ear. Okay. Um, there are a lot of Barbies that people didn't know existed, and I think that was part of the bit where, like, there are different kins people didn't know oh, existed yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and Michael Sarah, by the way, Michael Sarah was pretty funny in it. He's in it. Yeah, he's in it as one of the Alan. I think is Alan. Nick, I didn't know name. Alan existed. I, I didn't know either. anything about that. Anyway, time to uh, talk about uh, Houston powder coaters. I'm sure they love being right here. But here's the deal. <laughs> Here's the deal is if you're somebody that has some any kind of metal and you want to fix it. And, and by the way, not just you listen patio furniture and it can not only is the metal could be a problem for you, but if the straps or slings or it's broken and you're like, oh, this is unfixable. Wait, 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 wait. Houston Powder Coaters can fix it. Houston Powder Coaters is unbelievable with what they do. And Houston Powder Coaters, it goes to you. If you're a business and you have you need your fence worked on or even how you can ask Robin if you're a resident and you want to keep your iron gate. Well, they can come and they can powder coat it. They're doing this all the time. There are a lot of things that they can't bring in, but if you have something like patio furniture or car parts or boat parts or whatever it is, they'll pick up and deliver it 
absolutely free for you. But they'll also visit your uh, business, and it will fix whatever it is that they can't bring in right there on the site. Houston Powder Coaters is awesome. Five-star customer service, great Google reviews, very hands-on. You'll probably talk to Robin at some point. She's unbelievable. Everything about Houston Powder Coaters is going to save you money because you don't have to replace whatever it is that you had, and you are going to love what they do, and you could choose to colors everything. It's unbelievable. HoustonPowderCoaters.com, 281-676-3888. ESPN, 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. You hooked up with it. You decided to marry it. I told you I wasn't into it. You said it didn't matter. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. All right, welcome back here, 820 on ESPN. Let me ask you if you agree with this headline. Uh, Colorado. Adding Colorado doesn't fix the Big 12's problem. Mm, yeah. Okay. No, I think that's... What about the four corners? Would that fix the Big, 12, Big 12's problem? I think the Big 12 potentially has a marquee, a problem with having marquee teams. Well, losing Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, it's, it's obvious. That's obvious. And that's its biggest problem right now because who are the standard bearers in the conference? Uh... Well, I mean, you still have some. I'm not saying you don't have some good teams, yeah. but it's teams that are kind of rotational teams: TCU, Baylor, Kansas State, Kansas State. Like, who are the standard bearers? Even when Oklahoma, Oklahoma's been good. Even when Texas wasn't good, they're still known as Texas, like yeah. it or not. Whether you think it's fair or not, Let's, it's still Texas. You yeah. know, it still is, it's still. Listen, you're going from Texas and Oklahoma to Colorado, who was one and eleven last year. If they've only had right. two winning seasons since 2006. Right. Now, Dion has changed. This is all a Dion perception thing. Yes. Well, can he win yeah. at a high, high level? And then after Dion's gone, are they going to, what are they going to do? Okay. Dion is a little extra. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. I, I like a lot of what Dion stands but, for. But I think at so, the end of the day, it's so right now as opposed to. That's what I'm saying. How will Dion play if he, he was at Jackson State and, and did really well at Jackson State? How will Dion play at Colorado in the Big Twelve in college football if he if it's still about Shador Sanders, his son, if it's still about the the pomp and circumstance of Colorado and they're winning four games, five games. How long does that play? Well, you got to give him a little bit of time with a one on eleven team. No, and oh, by the way, he's got 100%. seventy new guys. He's got. But, he needs a but, lot of time. But he needs time. But I'm not worried point, about that. You know what? I what 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 will happen? You give Dion some time, let him win, and he won't be there anymore. No, right. This it, is a very short term solution for the. For I think this now is a, it's a name. It's a big school. But they haven't. It's this not is a, a three year deal to me. Let me ask you either this though: Dion, either Dion wears out a welcome because Dion's going to do it his way. I don't think Dion's going to like to have to deal with the university a lot. I think Dion's going to want to do it Dion's way. And the one thing that you find out at universities is there's some red tape and there's some hoops that have to be jumped yeah. through. Well, Dion has got probably got carte blanche right now. He, yeah, yeah, he sure. could do whatever because and by the way, he's making them a lot of money. But let me ask you this. You put in Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State into the Big Twelve. Is it a better conference than the ACC in football? Name the teams again. Colorado, Utah, Oregon. Colorado, 
Uh, well, okay. You name Oregon. Well, if it Oregon, well, if it's Oregon, I don't know that Oregon comes, but maybe Oregon does come because they're not they're not welcome. And if Oregon comes over, I don't think it's likely any iteration of the Pac-12. I think Oregon will stick around in. I, I don't think. know. They don't have a TV deal. They don't. They're they, it, the Pac-12 is a mess. That's a poverty is a conference. mess. That, and no, ESPN said, "No, nah, we're not interested." It's, as small as it seems, with a one-win Colorado team leaving, with Dion's buzz, it could be enough to really pull somebody else. So, you know, it really know. could be something that causes dominoes to fall. The big, the, the big, collapse of the West Coast in sports is one of the most unheralded major, major stories of the last forty years yeah. to me. We're talking about the history of the Rose Bowl, the history of USC, USC and UCLA. It just wasn't even made a big enough deal. They went to a conference across the country. Regionally, it made absolutely no sense. If that doesn't, and I, I granted, people are tired of talking about some of the, the topics. They're, they're tired of, about topics. Do you understand that as soon as UCLA and USC went across the country and they said, we will, play, we will fly to Iowa, we will fly to, to Rutgers, to Rutgers. We will fly to all these, to all these, to Illinois, to Northwestern. We will fly there for games. As soon as those two California teams said that, that is the that is the most that was the biggest shift, a seismic shift in college in college athletics. Because what that tells you is the mega conferences. It's just a matter of time. When I say matter of time, yeah. five years. Do you but, think it takes less, more than five years for the mega conferences to develop? I don't look know. I've been hearing right it for years. Though. I've been hearing it for years. Though. I, I, but look at Colorado has moved. USC and U- well, UCLA Colorado used to be part of the Big Twelve. It makes sense. They used to be in the Big Eight. They, they, Colorado makes sense for the Big Twelve. But who's left now? There's talk about. You're telling me. You're talking about Oregon. You're talking about Utah. Arizona, I mean, Arizona left? State. Well, yeah, what's left in the Pac-12? There's nothing. No, Pac-12 is going to disintegrate. There's no question about that. But the other question is this: is and Dell, maybe you get in here because you know you 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 love college sports and you do some little podcast or something. Um, I don't do that anymore, but it's still disrespectful how you <laughs> phrased it. You tried so to use it. I, I gave you crop, pop, some crop, little props. podcast. You did, you, I gave you props when for, you you do that when you want to insult someone without being so flagrant it's about it's it. His, okay. It's his Bill O'Brien move. Better move. For, I don't know what you do. Be, better move. For the Big 12, Gonzaga and UConn to make it a basketball conference as opposed to trying to go. Listen, the ACC is is known for – the ACC in football sucks. It sucks. But UConn actually has some – like and the ACC UConn still has, has value. draftable prospects. UConn actually could be – could become a football – you know, a, a well, they, they have a football team, team but they could become a decent. I think they could become a decent. But, but, football but team. you add Gonzaga and UConn, and let's How face does it, Gonzaga work with the football. Well, they don't. Just like, just like, just like Villanova, Villanova in the Big East. Work. I know, but in the Big 12, how does it work? That's that's the Big East where college football is not a big deal. Well, no, you just add Gonzaga for – well, you, you got to add it for the other sports, but you just don't have football. That's all. I don't, I don't think they would – I don't think then the you Big got, 12 Then you got 17 teams because yeah. Gonzaga The Big 12 has never team. done that. They've never had a – Big 12's never had that. I don't see a big fo- – this is football country. Big East is basketball well, but, country. But listen, but right now, the Big 12 might be the best basketball conference in the country right now. And you add Gonzaga and UConn. And it almost for sure is. Start doing some football, Gonzaga. What's wrong with you? They do. It's just at a lower level, I believe. Or is that the other Gonzaga? There's like two I of them. I don't know. I've never heard of Gonzaga. Maybe football. it's the other Gonzaga that plays football on the East Coast. I, 
it would be a departure for the Big 12. And like you said, they're already a really good basketball conference. You would think they'd like to add value in football or at least try to survive there because that's the moneymaker. I would be surprised if they went – if they leaned into basketball because, like Lance said, there's a football area, football country. They're going to try to find a way to stay relevant in football. Well, they could still do that. Well, I guess, I guess they could add all of them. Yeah. I, if you can if you can get that done, you'd be a really large conference. But Well, how big is the ACC now? I think it's at 14. I think it's at 14. And, with, with their, and then their affiliation with Notre Dame, where they had them in right. basketball. Then now, they played. I mean, that, they do that with Notre Dame. Tell me why all this happened. Why is all this happening? Instead of just having our standard conferences, instead of everything, um, rewind it all the way back, as far back as you want to go. You had you had rivalry games that mattered. You had you know you had these conferences where all their bowl games mattered. Uh, the conferences were tied into bowl games, even with the BCS conferences. Not that long ago. Conferences were tied into bowl games, and the bowl games mattered, and the Orange Bowl was a big deal. I'll take you back into – we'll go back to 2004, okay? Orange Bowl was still – it's the Orange Bowl. It was the, the Fiesta Bowl. It was the Cotton Bowl. You had these major bowls, right, the Sugar Bowl. Right. So, and this is what they were called. We'll go back to the night when we started radio. Um, college football was healthy. It was vibrant. You had the bowl games really mattered. Teams loved going to bowl games. The best players played in the bowl games. Your conferences were were well, Make no mistake, college football healthy. is still healthy. College, yeah, but what I'm saying is, but but now more teams, fewer teams matter now. Where conferences, you had a lot of teams that mattered inside the conferences. Now there's, there's a di- very definitive tier one, and the poor are getting poor. Why did it happen? You dial it back, and it all started with, okay, we're going to sell sponsorships to announce this, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Okay. Well, you know, we used to make fun of it at the time, but it's become a standard the part. The pool and weed eater was the first one. Yeah, yeah. And so, but what that's for? It's for money. It's for money. And it's just the greed is what has put college football in this situation. And look at the ancillary negativity that's happened. The West Coast is going to collapse from an athletic standpoint in terms of at least how it's known. At least the regional conference. It should never happen. The Pac-12 should always be the Pac-12. Well, that, that's on teams. them, though. They they did not grow with it. Their their, their commissioner. It just he has been a disaster. It has been poorly run. And oh, by the way, they haven't had any. Which is funny because you got so many athletes on the West Coast. Why why can't, have they not mattered in, in just about any sport? Why well, is it well, basketball? Or, other than Oregon, basketball. basketball UCLA has been. Pretty good in basketball. It had its. It had its. It had even its now. Moments. I mean, they. I think they made a Sweet Sixteen this past season. Um, Final Four. UCLA has been good in basketball. I think the issue has been, and it always will be. Football took a took a turn for the worst. U, USC was divided internally, and they could never get right. And once USC was Start no longer the standard bearer the for the for the conference and and the West Coast, things shifted. And Texas, we we in this state, we had our runs of bad. I mean, I I remember it distinctively in like the 80s you had A&M was a factor I guess into the 90s A&M was a factor well, who's been had, a factor in, co- in college Texas. football since 2012 what do you mean in Texas who well that's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying and we, we haven't been a factor no, forever and but, yet Texas but, and Oklahoma are going to the biggest conference but in the- we've we've had well UCLA and USC are still powerful too that's why the big Twitter well why they've the, got names they've got names no no it's yeah, the same but. thing with Oklahoma Texas I mean they have na- Oklahoma's been in national championships and, and yeah. TCU played, just made the title game yeah but yeah. but my, yeah. my point is Did they? But, yes but the I mean it didn't of, go well but they made Did it they? yeah but the greed of the greed of college football where you know coaches 
Yeah, a lot of this can be traced to coaches to me. A yep. lot of the the coaches will be the first to complain about how terrible. And yes, the NIL plus portal is is has made a disaster right. college football. But co- but the greed of coaches to go to not honor contracts right. and to keep the the salary shot up so quickly. There's a thousand different reasons. A thousand different reasons. College football is still vital, though. College football is it's fine. Just no different. question. It's, it's gonna, still fine. I'm just, it's just saying. Different. College it's football. It's no, different. no. College football isn't going to go away. No. But a lot of a lot of players and teams and bowls and things don't matter anymore. I it's do. just about the elite. It, well, it's, it's just about a, the elite. It's about because because you never had really a national championship, which was the dumbest. It's the only sport that didn't have a real national championship. Now you are actually going to get one, and that's what matters. And you know what? you got to get there. You're going to have to get there. And if change. your program is going to stay viable, you have got to get into that playoff, and you gotta, you got you to gotta be at the top. And because that's what America's about, we ain't about. Oh, good. This well, what's so dumb. Well, we Nebraska is really, really good, on, we and they played in ju- some bowl game. Who cares? Well, we were doing just fine when it was like that. You grew up through a whole era where it was fine. No, yeah. it wasn't. Well, a problem. actually, it, it, it kind of sucked that you really it didn't, didn't know make who Nebraska. That, that there was no national champion. That, real true. That national. may have sucked, but it didn't make your team less viable or less. Now, that's our mindsets it, have changed. It has made regional the. It has become a less regional game That's right. because it's a national game. It's a national game, and the, focusing on the national championship is funny. You talk about Nebraska. Nebraska, well, SEC, Nebraska, when there were multiple champions, was a dominant force in college football. Yeah. And since it's become a more centralized oh, playoff, we come BCS, back. I want to talk about that. One of the things right. we talked about at our NFL content summit, and they have all the numbers and data. I want to bring up quote the word regional, the no. word regional, and why it's dangerous. All right, let's talk about cores right now. And Coors is not regional, although Colorado, it, it's just beautiful. The water is perfect, and this is one of the reasons why Coors Light is so good. I was at the movies last night. I don't know what movie you saw, but I saw Donnie Faust, who Faust Distributing, and who is a big, huge, huge Coors guy in this city. And what did I grab at the bar? So you go into the movie, and you get to you go to the bar first, and you're able to grab. I had, had a beautiful, large Coors Light that I was sipping on, keeping chill in the theater while I was watching a movie I really didn't care about. Uh, and and so was I okay? Yeah, I was okay because I had a Coors Light, okay? This is, this is why you need Coors Light because you might be in the middle of something. You might have a bad round of golf. You know what? You're still chill. You got Coors Light. You may be playing poor poker, but that's okay. I got me a Coors Light. I'm cold, clean, crisp, refreshing. I'm keeping chill. Because I've got my Coors Light. I was chilling the movie last night because I had Coors Light. You, my friends, are going to benefit. Keep Texas chill. Keep yourself chill. No matter what the situation, if you got a Coors Light, you're going to stay chill, brother. Climb on. Coors Light, cold, clean, crisp, and refreshing. I'll grill your brisket. You take the credit. Selflist.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. Hi, right, welcome back. Yeah, and ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. How is Richie Sexton known here? We were just watching longest home runs in baseball history. Do you remember what Richie Sexton did while he was here? Richie Sexton. Richie Sexton. Did he do things in a bullpen? No. No. Okay. No. 
That's that's where your mind goes? Mickey Mantle? It goes Mickey Mantle? Hosea Sexton. Richie, no. Richie Sexton. How did Richie Sexton get that name? I don't know. (laughs) What's he known for here? He hit a a ball in Minute Maid, and it it hit the flagpole about... I oh, that was 40 him. Feet up, yeah, that was and him. Stayed in play, and he was like, "What the hell? What are the rules?" And they and they had to, and literally, they're screaming up to the box, "Tal Smith, what's the rules with your flagpole thing on that hill? Like, he, it's it's still in play. It's still in play. The flagpole was in play, and if the ball hit the flagpole and came back on the field, it was a, he hit it about forty feet up." And it still was in play. Honestly, one of the great things that Jim Crane did when he came in was just getting rid of that hill and flagpole. Yeah. If nothing else, yeah, I know he's won, helped us win a couple World Series and all that, and got in the World Series four oh, times. That's kind of a big deal. Okay. Yeah, but getting rid of that flagpole, that embarrassing flagpole. Next, you're coming down, Mr. Smoky Pants. That guy who just does this. Wait, that's all he does is waves his arms at the time of the trade. Go! Mr. Let's go! That's all he does. That's all he does. How much does he get paid? I, I, I told you. I, I brought this up before. I think, like, my guess would be 500 a game. No way. How much would you give him? Oh, I mean, well, what would, I'm trying he to guess. He gets to go to every game, watch a game, 100 bucks a game. That's what I would give him. Yeah. 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 To me, and, I, and I'd let him have, like, some nachos or something. What kind of nachos? Not with meat on them, just cheese and, uh, and oh. chips. He I'd gets, let him say, he okay, the, he you get a, a hot dog. He gets to make nachos up in the train? No, no, no. Oh. He gets like, we, we'll feed you two. Oh, we'll give okay, you, okay. we can give a two okay, hot dog limit. Not the nachos. Um, let's face it, they charge $9 for the Cokes, whatever. They probably cost them 26 Freddie would be a better train guy. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uncle Freddie yes. would be a great train guy. Yes, yes. Uncle Freddie actually tried out to be a mascot. He wanted to replace Orbit. Mm-hmm. He sent a letter to them back in the 90s to get rid of Orbit. <laughs> Uncle so Freddie is about that. Like he put on a chicken costume for fifteen sixty yeah. one time. Do you Came not remember that? Place. Yeah, at the Christmas party. Yeah. Um, okay, so getting to, I want to talk for a second about regional stuff. So we were so at NFL Network. We had you know they've got all the streaming numbers, all the digital numbers for all the different sports and everything. What do you think the top? I don't know if I've said this before. What do you think the top sport is in in professional sports in the states? This isn't a trick question. What are the what? What's the top professional? What's the top sport? NFL. The top sport on TV. NFL. Yes. And engagement and all that stuff. What's the second highest sport? College football. What's the third? Baseball? It's basketball and it's way back. Oh, yeah. Way back. Basketball. NFL football and college football are way ahead of basketball, which comes in third. And one of the things that, um, and you know, they've done all these market research studies and all this. It's really good data. It was really interesting for me. One of the things that hurt baseball is that baseball, it was the advent of the regional sports network, really killed baseball because, yes, you didn't have as much baseball on. I mean, obviously, the Cubs had their own regional network, and it helped them grow. The, the, the Braves well, had a national. But that's, that's what it was. It was well, a regional that was national. Back when there was well, it wasn't regional. It was a Chicago station. It was Channel Nine. It was WGN. It was WGN, which is a just just Channel Nine, which is just Chicago until it got on cable. When it got on cable, that's what made and it that's national. The same with the Braves. But but I know, but WTBS, yeah, it's regional right. that went national. Those are regional channels, and they went national. And because there were no other, you kind of became a Cubs or a Braves fan. You weren't a Cubs fan, but I was a Cubs fan. Yeah. I mean, I was an Astros fan first. 
But my second team was the Cubs because I watched them during summer. You know, I'd watch them when I went to my grandparents because I could. It was on cable. I could watch those games. The advent of the regional sports net network made fans care less about other teams, like baseball in general. these, These studies were done where it became once every team had its own regional sports network, it was good financially for a while for the teams. But what happened to baseball in general is, and, and I know this has happened for me. I don't care as much about used to be. I knew all the teams and yeah. I cared about the Brewers and the Expos. And now I just care about the Astros. And some of it is just because you get locked in with your team. But the other thing, and, but if the Astros aren't good, if the Astros were really bad, I didn't care about baseball. No, you're much. right. I mean, you, you did. You used to, I used to lock in on Braves games, walk, lock in on Cubs games, even though I didn't like them on. I, 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 you did. You watched and you got to know the whole league because yep. you watched both those teams, although it was uh, mostly national, it was all National League uh, that you watched. I watched American League because I was a White Sox mm-hmm. fan growing up. Here's the other thing when you grow up, you don't watch as much. No, but it's region, <laughs> but I think the thing that hurts, but, but this is the answer is, or the concern is, baseball is a regional sport. Yeah. They've got too many games. It's about your team. It's about your They've team. They've got too many games so in, com- too, in comparison. Basketball is more regional, but basketball is also well, national because it basketball has a really good TV deal. Basketball is more high tempo right. and pace. And, well, you, and basketball just lends itself to a younger and the audience. stars well, carry basketball. Yeah, and, and name brand stars do carry it. Yeah. Who are the five stars that carry basketball, do you think? LeBron would be one. Steph, uh, Steph Curry for sure. Yeah. yeah, would would be in there. Um, and then we could argue about Giannis. some of them. I mean, Giannis, Embiid. We, you know, that's kind of where Shohei Otani is in baseball. He doesn't really carry the sport. He does, but not through his personality. Well, the, primarily, but, but the NFL and college football are so different. You've got national games on every week. Yep, and you and you follow. It's a you, huge you know, advantage. You know the holy. It's a huge college college and pro yeah. college and pro football's big advantage is they have fewer games. The supply and demand hurts. The supply side is so high on baseball, and it is so regional that you just don't care about other teams yeah. because it's a long grind. Yeah. It's a long, long grind. And, and, even in, and, and fantasy and, football has helped the NFL, too. NBA has a lot of national games on, a lot of national games, but I only care about more, more care about the Rockets. I, I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit and watch the Lakers and the, the, the Hornets. I'm just, not, I'm just not. Well, no one sits and watches that when yeah. the Hornets are involved. Yeah, but a lot of people do watch, will we'll watch yeah, the, national the, basketball the, the games. Thursday, the TNT games, people will watch those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. No, well, the I mean the numbers. Are are, the numbers the regular are, season numbers well, are, are terrible. Just how it is? Yeah, no, yeah. Basketball's regular season has been hurt through cord cutting and just, I just think in viewing habits. But um, I, it is. I think when you get into the fact that the regional sports angle, when you look at the national, what's really helped is fantasy football. For example, really helped NFL yes. blow up. Yeah, because now I care about. Well, it's funny if I'm though, an average fantasy fan, baseball was first, and that didn't make baseball blow up. No, because it's too long. Yeah. Fantasy football, man, it's easier, and it's just skill position players. I, I think you pointed out, Lance, the scarce, the lack of scarcity with games has made made it less compelling to watch them. Because it is, and it's the same thing with available. UFC. Right. For me, it's the same thing with UFC. When I knew UFC was once every two months, yep. I mean, you couldn't wait for the next card. But the more fights you have, the more watering down that takes place – it's less special. It's like anything. It's basic supply and demand situation. It's very basic. And but you can baseball is hurting. You can by that. get the info or the highlights in so many different ways. You have you don't have to sit through Sunday night baseball if you cared about it enough. You 
in after the game, within minutes, there's a eight-minute supercut of what happened. There are so many ways to consume that sitting down and watching seems like almost a waste of time. If basketball were 66 games, would it help its popularity? It's still a lot of games. As long as the players played because they didn't have to stretch it over 82. Yeah, because yeah. if it's 66, what's the excuse for load management? There should be none. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why it'll never happen. I was with my buddy who's got floor seats. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know what a f- one floor seat is? I'm going to guess here. Go ahead. I'm going to say four hundred dollars <laughs> higher. Go ahead. Uh, twenty five hundred. Yeah, that's about it. About that. Twenty four eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Per, per seat. That's per, face, he gets that's, two seats. That's face value. Yeah. Yeah, that's five thousand. Five thousand a game, and that's face value. That's face value. That's right. I do not have that kind of money. Holy crap! I mean, uh, you know what? That settles it. I am not getting floor seat season tickets. <laughs> there are you are considering? They I was are thinking about it, but I didn't holy think, yeah. crap! If somebody offers you a floor seat, get it and then sell it. Now, eight forty six, ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Time for me to talk about John Clay Wolf and give me the vin dot com. John Clay Wolf is awesome. John Clay Wolf is uh, he's a he's an unbelievable businessman. What he has done, he's taken a business from ground from zero, from nothing, and he turned it into one of the nation's, if not the nation's, best car buyer. I mean, when you're talking about billions and billions of dollars that he does every year in buying and selling vehicles, it's unbelievable. And he's so good. It's so funny, too. He's, he can do it over the phone. He can do it on, on the radio. You call into his radio show, and he's going to give you a price for uh, what, what vehicle you got. Now, I don't know the technology behind the scenes. If they knew, oh, they know, oh, he's going to ask you about a 2014 Tahoe. Well, okay, John Claywell has got that up on the screen, and he knows about what that's worth. Okay, that's fine. But the fact that he can do that right away, and in a lot of instances, you're like, yep, I'll take that. Because he's going to offer you more. He just offers more because he wants that vehicle, and then he'll sell it. And if he makes pennies on the dollar, that's fine. And he loses on it when he sells it at auction. That's fine, too. But he's trading, and he's giving you more. You want to get more for your vehicle? Go to GiveMeTheVin.com. ESPN 97.5.com on the Chase Long. On the Chase Long, on the Chase Long, on the Chase Long, all day long, on the Chase Long. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. You might have heard the promo as we were going to break. So we're going to give you a chance to go to this thing, the Hunter's Extravaganza. Caller 5 at 855. So you got a couple minutes. Caller 5 at 855 to 713-780-3776. four tickets to the granddaddy of all hunting shows on August 4th through the 6th at NRG Center. Scope out hunting se- seminars, all the latest hunting equipment on hand, ATVs, and for the little hunters, you got games, snakes, live alligators, and more. Fun for the entire family at the original Texas hunting show, the 47th annual Hunter's Extravaganza. For details, go to huntersextravaganza.com. Once again, that's caller 5 at 8.55. All right, uh, let's get Stafford in here, but we got to move on to the Texans in, in a second, but he wants to talk about sports popularity. What do you say, uh, Stafford? What's going on, my brothers, man? I just wanted to real quick, how much do you think the popularity in basketball went down after 
When I was a kid, I could watch the Rockets on WB39 and maybe, what, UPN20? Like, you know, basically local mm-hmm. antenna channels on the TV. Right. And then I went to the military, came back, and and you had to have cable to watch the Rockets. Mm-hmm. So, and then not only that, you had to have a certain kind of cable or you couldn't even watch them. So, uh that's what I thought about it. I, I hang up and listen. Yeah, you know, listen. Baseball was when it was free. Uh, growing up, baseball was free with the Cubs and the White Sox in Chicago. It was free here. Uh, listen, when I worked at Channel 51, it was free baseball with the Astros on Channel 51. And it, it was easier. It well, was so, just you flat just easier. You did road, though, right? Was it road uh, in home? We did. Yeah. No, no, no. We did road in home. Yeah. Okay. We, because, we did. So we did. So we didn't have all the games. Because see, you had to have cable to watch in the eighties. You had to have cable to watch the uh, Astros. Uh, you had HSE Home Sports Entertainment, but the road games were free. Yeah, like the road games were on Channel Thirty Nine or Channel Twenty, something like that. Yeah. And same thing with basketball. Barry Warner actually called road basketball games Maybe on it Twenty was Vision. All road games. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, that might have been the rule because in California it was the same. The Dodgers and the Angels, you, could watch, you can watch them yeah. on the road for free, but. Yeah, on the road you had at home you had to have. Well, a maybe that's it. Maybe it wasn't the rule. It was like, hey, we ain't giving away home games. Maybe. Yeah. So otherwise, we ain't getting nobody out here. Yeah, that yeah. might. Yeah, that yeah. that might be it. Yep. Uh, so Texans training camp. All right, we've got uh, D'Amico Ryan. He says, I, "I'm not naming a starter. They're going to continue to battle uh, in and out." Apparently, Stephen Nelson had the first interception of camp, mm-hmm. and he he picked off Davis Mills like that. That is apparently a story, mm-hmm. uh, according to Aaron Wilson from KPRC TV. Christian Harris, Christian Kirksey, and Denzel Perriman uh, were had first team linebacking core. Okay, mm-hmm. that's something. Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie lined up virtually in the same spots on the back end. It's interesting. He's D'Amico's going four three, not three four. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Well, yeah, but I mean, all that stuff becomes a hybrid, even front anyway. But um, it would. It's just interesting that I, I would think that eventually you'd want to the best defensive front when you get it built would be Christian Harris and Denzel Perryman in the middle. Then you have Grenard outside edge rusher, Will Anderson outside edge rusher. Then you would have, um, you know, but but put, getting your defensive line right would be a little bit trickier. But I would think they would be. I think more they're probably going to three four would be better. I think that they would eventually fit a three four better. Isn't it going to be that way anyway? Is it Christian four, Harris two, or Perriman going to rush? Yeah, and, it's going to be a four two five. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's going to be a four two five. Harris and Perriman aren't going to rush. It's going to be a four two five base. It's going to be a base nickel more than likely. It's what. It, most NFL teams run base nickel, run nickel. Yeah, over, yeah. Over well, no, no, no. But one of them is going to be anyway. well if they're on the field. If they're on the field in past situations is another. No, question. Jerry Hughes. I mean, it's going to be Jerry Hughes and Will Anderson are the two probably defensive ends with Jonathan Grenard having a shot at it. Yeah, that'll that'll probably be the ones. But it's really going to be sometime. It'll be and the four three under front. It's it's or three four under. And it's. You it's get a, too caught up it's in a four, three, three, of, four. Yeah, yeah, it's really just like I learned talking to Wade Phillips one time that if you get too caught up in the no one runs the standard. Very few teams. Steelers still kind of run a standard three four, but very few teams run standard three fours anymore. Yeah, no, it's all it's, it's hybrid. There will be two linemen in some situation. I mean, there's all kinds of. Um, but the main story yesterday was that 
you know, that, that he's not naming a starter that both guys are going to uh, be playing. He also, um, he did talk about the improvement of the offense. Day two, uh, the improvement of the offense for your Houston Texans day two. Oh, yeah, that's, that's part of the process, right? We're making sure that our offense is working efficient. And it's great from before our practice today, like how our offense came out yesterday, it wasn't as clean as it should have been. And credit to our coaches and the players, the way they came out today, they operated in an efficient manner. It was really good to see how they they were they were on schedule. Everything was, was really good uh, offensively today. And defense, it was just a really solid practice on both sides, and that's what it should feel like. All right, now, what? What? Okay, what are your expectations? Here's here's D'Amico talking about Dalton Schultz and this addition for the team and what he is going. What Dalton Schultz addition means? Dalton is another guy similar to uh, Noah Brown, just another just consistent playmaker for us. Right, he does things exactly the right way. He operates with the proper precision with running his routes, with his catching. You know, operating on getting vertical at the, the way he finishes his catches. Just everything has been consistent with Dalton, and he's been a true leader for us on the offensive side. Dalton Schultz is one of those guys, I was I understand it from his standpoint, He wants the market wasn't great this year, so he wants to uh, take advantage of the market next year, so he signed a one-year deal. But that's one of those guys, to me, that it'd be nice if you could lock in on a three-year deal with him after this year. You know, I would really like to have Dalton Schultz long-term in this offense. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know what? Usually a young quarterback, he leans on a tight end, and especially a tight end that's as good as expectations for Dalton Schultz this season. Uh, statistical? Yeah. What did he end up with? I mean, he's with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have a pretty high catch count. I'm going to say, well, for me, I'm going to say like 58, um, 650 yards, maybe 640 yards. Something like that, four touchdowns. Okay, I think that would be a nice year. And, and like let's and let's face it, and 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 the tight ends are going to be, and you're going to split up some catches. Katoriano will have what do you eighteen think Schultz did last eighteen year? catches. Uh, Brevin Jordan will have. We think know. Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is twenty seven years old. To me, that's a great, great age. Yeah. to lock him in at. What do you think he did last year offensively? Dalton Schultz probably had. Well, he you know, he did have. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say 45 catches, uh, 420 yards. 57, 577, and 5. Oh, that's not bad. Average 10.1 yards catch. I've got So you think he'll have more. more? Well, in this offense, tight ends tend to get up down the field a little bit. And you heard D'Amico Ryan's mention working the seam. I think, yeah, I think he'll average more yards per uh, catch. But, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think Dalton Schultz is – so my numbers were actually pretty close to what he did last year. But that was with Dak Prescott. Yeah. Like, should well, I expect him to do that? He played 15 games. Maybe I'm a little aggressive. Well, don't forget number. Dak was hurt too for a while. Well, yeah. And, and they just had, kept winning without him. With the, Then they had the smartest quarterback who kept throwing to Dalton Schultz. Cooper Rush. Should Cooper Rush replace Dak? Yes, he should. Time for you to talk about John Daspit. Should he replace? John Daspit should probably replace anybody you have as your uh, personal injury lawyer because John Daspit is that good. I'm going to be with John on Sunday. We're going to fly out there and do something with Georgia from an NIL standpoint. 
because uh, he's going to be moving to Atlanta. He's going to, well, I say he's going to move. He's just opening an office. He's staying here. But he's going to have an office in Atlanta. Um, he's got an office coming in Denver. He's expanding because he's had so much success in the state of Texas and fighting for people and helping them get fair settlements. And his win percentage is outstanding, whether it is just really aggressively bumping up the, the um, offerings from the insurance side when it comes to your settlement after you've been badly injured through someone else's negligence, or whether it's going to court and getting wins, which is also extremely important for John Dasper that he gets those wins in court for you when it comes to your injuries because he understands you are dealing with something that, frankly, um, could have could have a big impact on your life through just consistent medical bills or physical therapy or whatever the case may be with your pain and suffering. It's something that is real for a lot of people, depending on the seriousness of their accidents. And John Daspin wants to make sure that you are compensated fairly so that all your bills are taken care of and that you get something for your pain and suffering that you have to suffer through through no fault of your own. John Daspin and the Daspin Law Firm, bullying back the bullies and fighting for you. DaspinLaw.com, call 713-CALL-NOW. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, right where you belong. The rasp belongs to me. Welcome to Shawshank. 